I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey ladies, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Now, as I am recording this, I am in London, Ontario, one of my absolute favorite places to be. So just a little backstory for any of you ladies who are new here. Welcome. Um, I lived in London, Ontario for four years. I know that's not really like a super long time, but they were like crucial years of my life. It was my first time ever living away from home. And so I think that time in our life is so important. You know, it was like I created this life of my own for the very first time. And it's like 30 hours away from where I live. So I live in Saskatchewan and London, Ontario is two provinces over. So it was a really far way from home for me. And it was my first move ever. And it was a big move. And I lived by myself after spending a year on res, of course, but I lived by myself for the three years and went to university and just completely fell in love with the city and created so many special friendships here. So I try my best to get back here at least. Um, Every year, I really, really try. Sometimes I go longer than that, but lately I've been doing a pretty good job at coming here every year and it just makes my heart so happy. So the Health Beyond Food Tour brought me here this year. And so for those of you who don't know, I am traveling until the end of November, I'm on tour, the Health Beyond Food Tour. So I am going around Canada, dipping into the States for a stop. Not too much. Maybe next time I'll be in the States a little bit more, but really focusing on Canada and just sharing my message about mental health and emotional intelligence and just sharing tools with you on how to really lead your unbreakable life and showing you how I use essential oils and how they have really helped me with my mental and emotional health as well. So that's the focus of my events when I am in your city teaching an event. So when this episode comes out, I will actually be in Ottawa, Ontario. So if you're in Ottawa, hit me up, megtherhn at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram, I am megdoll, or you could just search Meg Dahl on Instagram and I should come up, but I will be in Ottawa and I am going to be doing two events in Ottawa, September 4th and September 
5th. So if you want to attend one of my Health Beyond Food events, then I would love to have you there. So shoot me a DM on Instagram or send me an email, megtharichen at gmail.com. And I will give you all the deets for those events. And I hope to see you there. But what I really wanted to talk about today was a question or two questions that I am getting asked like over 20 times every single day ever since I got my period back. So I just thought I might as well just sit down and record this podcast episode for you girls because I love you all so much and I hate when I don't know exactly which podcast or where to turn you to. So the question that or the questions that I've been getting asked is number one, like this increase in calories. So if you've listened to my past two episodes, you will know that I talk a lot about in order to regain my period after 12 years, I had to significantly increase the amount of food that I was eating. And I really set a goal for myself for 2,500 calories. So I wanted to talk about this because so many of you are coming to me with the question of like, how did you deal with like the mental strains of increasing calories. I know it's a big deal for a lot of you. So I thought I would sit down and just hash it out. I know I talk a lot about dealing or, you know, just even giving you strategies of how to increase your calories and how to feel good about it. I talk a lot about that over on Instagram and I have a lot of posts about that, but I feel like on Instagram, sometimes it's kind of like hard to navigate, even though I have a highlight section, like I have a whole highlight section over on Instagram, all about HA recovery, but sometimes I still feel like it's just nice to be able to throw on a podcast and listen to it for an hour and have like all of the stuff that you wanted to hear just in one episode. And I know I did talk about the calorie thing a while ago too, like in an episode that I did in the winter time when I first started talking more about how I was working towards getting my period back when I first started sharing that with you girls. I was talking about why I'm increasing my calories and like why 2,500 and like how to feel good about that. And, you know, the whole, like all the mental stuff that comes with increasing calories. And I know I talked about that, but I also talked about a lot of different things within that episode too. So anyways, I just thought I would sit down so you can actually have your questions answered in one episode. So I'm going to be talking about that today. The mental component of increasing your food intake. And then also the second question that I've been getting asked a ton is how to deal with your body 
changing when you start eating more food. Okay, so I thought those two really go hand in hand. They're two different questions, but they definitely go hand in hand. So we are going to tackle both today. So you have this episode to keep going back to whenever you need me as your biggest cheerleader, cheerleading you on and just like giving you my best tools for increasing your calories and actually feeling good about it. And then also leaning in and just really starting to move into that place of accepting your changing body. So let's get into it. Let's start with the calories. So when I first started to work towards getting my period back, I set a minimum amount of calories that I wanted to start eating every single day. And the reason that I did this was because I was unintentionally under eating. So I was under eating for a really long time and not even realizing it because I was just listening to my body. And then I actually started listening to my body and was like, hey, I'm not getting a period. I'm not eating enough. So if you're dealing with like the resistance to increase your calories and you really want to mend the relationship you have with yourself, become more intuitive and just really listen to your body, take not having a period as a sign that your body's trying to communicate with you And now it's your turn to listen. So I started listening to my body in that way. I wasn't just listening to my hunger cues because I really couldn't rely on my hunger cues at that time. But I could see that I wasn't getting a period for the past 12 years. So I was like, hey, I need to start eating more. So I grabbed the book no period now what by dr rinaldi she's been on the show before episode 44 and her book is phenomenal i know i've talked about it several times already so if you don't have it yet definitely get it it has all of your answers in there but i definitely enjoy being a resource for you girls as well and just sharing my personal experience with you So I set this minimum intake number at 2,500 calories. That number comes from Dr. Rinaldi's book, No Period, Now What? And she explains exactly why she got that number, 2,500 calories, as your minimum. It comes from research. She's not just pulling this out of thin air. So I definitely recommend you grab her book if you want to know more about the research behind that 2,500 calories. But I want to talk more about the mindset and things that helped me and things that I would tell each of you. And that's the thing. I get asked this question every single day by at least 10 to 20 of you. So instead of me telling each of you individually, I really wanted to record the show for you. So 2,500 calories sounds like a lot of calories. If you've been eating any, like 
a hundred, like 800 calories. I know some women are like even below a thousand calories. So to think that you need to eat over 2000 calories, that sounds really, really like a lot of food. I get that. And then I think for the majority of women, we're like brainwashed by diet culture that 1200 calories is a normal, proper amount. And so to think again, that more than a thousand calories, like that sounds like a lot as well. And then for me, when I was just kind of like hanging out, doing my thing and quote unquote, like air quotes I'm using, listening to my body, right? When I was just going by my hunger cues, I would kind of roughly be around 17 to 1800 calories. So that's not enough either. I was under 2000. So yeah, when I first started eating that amount of food, or even when I heard the number 2500, I like, yeah, it sounds like a lot of food, but oh boy, it is so easy for me to eat that much food now. And when you kind of think about it, it's really, really easy. And really shortly into my HA recovery journey, I realized like, oh wow, this actually isn't a lot of food. It's just like a normal amount of food. So that's like mindset shift. Number one is instead of like psyching yourself out over the amount of food that it is, what if you like shifted your mindset and started seeing it as like, oh, I was severely under eating before. And this is just like what a normal woman should eat. So that's what I did. And I truly believed it and knew that it was true because I knew for myself that, yeah, I was under eating. I'm not getting a period and I need to start eating more. So what does like a normal woman eat? And now that I eat that much, I'm like, wow, yeah, this this totally makes sense. This is what a normal woman eats. And even now that I got my period back, I still eat that much as a minimum. Like I strive to hit that every single day. And typically my hunger cues lead me to that number naturally. And sometimes I'm not that hungry, but I still like kind of push myself to that number because that's what my body seems to want in order to get a period. So that was my first mindset shift, just really realizing that, okay, That is what like a normal woman should be eating. And right now I am under eating and then also breaking it up into meals. I know if you're under eating right now, it can seem like really overwhelming, like, oh, my gosh, throughout a whole day, I'm eating like fifteen hundred calories. How can I add in another thousand it's not like you have to eat more times throughout the day. I would nece- I wouldn't necessarily like suggest that. I would more so suggest bulking up your meals. And if you are feeling super, super full and just uncomfortable, adding more fats. Fats like basically don't take up any room and it's easy to add at least like another 100 or 200 calories, if not more, at every meal just by adding a scoop of fat to the meal. And so that's a really easy way. But for me, I basically have 
three large meals every single day and then two pretty solid snacks. And that's kind of like how I broke it down in my head to make it really easy for me. And I know that if I have like three large meals and trust me, my meals are large. So when I have my three large meals, I'm basically at 2,400 calories already. But then I add in snacks because I'm happy and hungry for those snacks too. Um, I'm happy to eat them and hungry for them. So happy and hungry. But anyway, so I feel like in my mind, um, without getting like super into tracking and whatnot. Um, now that I had tracked for a while, I know what kind of like a 800 calorie meal looks like for myself. So I have three of those in a day and then I can add in a couple snacks and I know I am definitely at that 2,500 mark. But before I started HA recovery, like I said, I was under eating unintentionally. I really didn't know whether a meal was 400 calories or 800 calories. I had no idea. I had no idea if my snack was 100 calories or 500 calories. I just didn't know. I was so removed from the place of like counting calories. So I did track my food. So that is something that I think is was really important for me, tracking my food just to open my eyes to see like, oh, wow, I need to add like way more to my meals to bulk them up to at least like six to 800 calories because that really helps me meet my goals by the end of the day. So I would suggest like even plugging in a day into like chronometer or my fitness pile, something like that, just to bring awareness to the situation. If you have like obsessive tendencies, I would definitely suggest like not doing that and then working with someone like myself, a nutritionist who you can rely on and have our support so we can help you meet that goal, that calorie goal without you getting like triggered or obsessed with it. So that would be my recommendation there, but I don't track any more. Now that I'm traveling, I have like hopped on chronometer and just like plugged in a day to see because I'm like out of my normal routine, you know, and I just like want to make sure that I am going to get a period again and not be under eating unintentionally again. So everything's good though. I'm like right on track. So like I said, for me, I know what like a solid meal looks like. And if I have three of those and a couple snacks throughout the day, I know I'm like good and then I don't need to track. And personally, for my mental health, it's way better if I don't track. So I know that about myself. So that's why I encourage you, like if you are tracking and you feel healthy with it, even um, I think it's good to get to a point where you're like, OK, I don't need this anymore. Like I'm aware, but not obsessive. And then you just don't need to track anymore. But I think for those of you who are asking me about like, how do you feel 
better about like eating that much food is to simply just like not think about it as a lot of food and just think about it as a normal amount of food. That truly is what helped me the most. And then your mindset when you actually sit down to your meal. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. So let's say you're like, oh my gosh, 2,500 calories is an epically large amount of food. How am I ever going to eat this much food? And you're just feeling really uncomfortable with this whole recovery process and really, really overwhelmed with the amount of calories that you need to eat and you think it's too much and all of those other thoughts that are running through your head. I know I described a lot of you ladies in that scenario. So you go and make your breakfast and you sit down to eat breakfast and you're just like eating it, thinking that it's so much food and you don't need all this food and you're just so full and all of these negative thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain so much weight. Like you see all of those negative thoughts revolving around the food that you're eating. Okay. Scenario two, this is what I do. Imagine sitting down to a meal and thinking, oh my gosh, my body actually needs this food. And here's a mantra I actually say in my head. Um, I know a lot of you love the affirmations that I share on Mondays over on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, I share affirmations every single Monday and usually they're like affirmations that I feel like someone needs to hear or an affirmation that I've been using recently. But when I go sit down to a meal and I know I need to eat, but I'm not like necessarily hungry to eat the meal, I will literally say this in my head. My metabolism is on fire. My metabolism is on fire. And imagine like eating when you feel like, oh my gosh, my body is just going to use all of this energy up rather than like, oh my gosh, my body's just going to like pack on the pounds. Do you feel the difference there? And when we change our mindset, like huge things happen and like our bodies pick up on our vibrations and what we tell it. So imagine if you did tell yourself that like, oh, my body's just going to use all of this food up. It's going to go straight to my reproductive organs and I'm going to get my period. Imagine that. There's such a shift. So that is my second recommendation for you when it comes to feeling more comfortable and confident when you're increasing your calories. So now let's move on to your changing body because I feel like I have a lot to say about this and I really do want to have a lot of good content in this one episode so you can continue to come back to it or share with your friends if they're struggling too. So number one, I would say that something that really helped me and I know that helps a lot of other women is just coming to terms with the fact that if you are eating 
an appropriate amount of food and you gain weight, your body needed to gain that weight. So it's not like you're eating more food than you needed and your body's just gaining like all of this unnecessary weight. No, 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 no. Change that dialogue. Change that. Start telling yourself, oh, I am now eating an appropriate amount of food. And if I gain weight, therefore my body actually needed this weight in order to get healthy, in order to have a period again. So do you see that we need to really reprogram the way we're thinking about how things work, right? So you're not eating too much. You're actually eating an appropriate amount of food. So if you gain weight, that's actually what your body needed in order to be healthy. My second recommendation would be to not make this journey, this HA recovery journey, this journey of getting your period back. Don't make it about your body. And truthfully, I think I was going to make that my number one suggestion for you because I think that's the single thing that made this whole process so incredibly like beautiful and easier for me than most. I see so many girls struggling with weight gain because they're making it about weight gain. And I just decided like, I am like, this isn't about weight gain. This is about me getting my period back. And it was really important that I first made that shift, right? That shift that if I gain weight, By eating an appropriate amount of calories, my body clearly needed that weight gain. So I saw it as that. But then I also just like didn't make it about weight gain. I see so many girls um, getting like Dr. Rinaldi's book, No Period, Now What? And they're so ready to go all in. But the single thing that is holding them back is they're scared about the weight gain that they're going to put on. And that's making this whole journey about weight gain, right? (laughs) When the whole journey is actually about getting your period back. So what if we made it about getting your period back and you just didn't think about the weight gain and that was just like a side benefit because it's not, I don't want to call it a side effect. It's a side benefit because your body is actually getting healthier because of that weight gain. You need fat on your body, ladies, in order to have healthy hormones. You need fat on your body, okay? Diet culture, the world, we're like constantly bombarded by messages that we need to be like super, super lean, but that's like the world's problem, okay? And we've been dealing with that problem for so long, but now I'm here to tell you, you actually need fat on your body in order to have happy, healthy hormones. And if you're listening to this episode, I am going to assume that you want that. You want a period and you want balanced hormones. So let's start also coming to terms with the fact that we need 
that on our bodies. And then slowly, you can actually start accepting that fat on your body. So for me personally, and I think this is important to share just because I think it's so easy to listen to someone talk about oh, just embrace weight gain when you're really freaked out about it and you don't know their backstory. So for me, I was at least like 30 to 35 pounds lighter than I am right now. I am 5'2". I am a pretty short person. And I was 30 to 35 pounds lighter than I am right now this time last year before I committed to getting my period back. And over the course of this journey of eating more, moving less, and just really loving my body, I gained 30 to 35 pounds. I think that's a significant amount of weight. Um, So I just wanted to share that with you because it's not like I just... I'm saying, oh, embrace this weight gain. I only gained five pounds. I gained 30 to 35 pounds. So I get it. I gained a lot of weight over the past year, but I also got my period back in August. And it was the most magical day of my life, truthfully. Like, I'm sorry, Scotty. He's not listening to this, but I'm just like saying this. It was a great day when I met him, but getting my period back was like easily the best day of my life. Oh my gosh. It was the best day. So I want that for you too. So don't make this journey about weight gain because it's not. This journey is about getting your period back and it's going to be so freaking awesome when you get it back and I expect an email or a DM on Instagram once you get it back sharing the good news with me because I want to celebrate your period with you so that's what I would suggest there that would be like my second recommendation Next, I would say just don't like spend so much time in the mirror. I think um, when we're like in the fitness world and really obsessed with our outer appearance, we spend so much time in front of the mirror because we're like obsessed with our bodies, right? (laughs) So we spend a lot of time in the mirror. So I would really start checking in with yourself. Like how much time do you actually spend in front of the mirror? Are you doing your makeup and then getting the heck out of the vision of the mirror? Or are you like constantly checking like your stomach and your thighs and all of the things like are you body checking in the mirror really take inventory on that if you are I would start changing those patterns and start doing something else with your time also just body checking in general like by feeling your body something that I've observed with myself is I like have a little bit of a tummy okay and I always have um except when I was underweight, of course, but like growing up, 
teenage years when I actually did have a period, so very early teenage years, I had a little bit of a tummy that like spilled over my jeans, right? And now I have that tummy again. But when I feel my tummy, it feels a lot bigger than it actually is. Like I'll feel my stomach and it feels really like soft and gushy and quite large. But then if I saw like myself in a picture, it's actually not that big. And so I would just really suggest that you didn't like constantly pinch your stomach and feel all these rolls that you're getting from gaining weight because when you feel them, I feel like they feel a lot worse than they actually are. So body checking is a no-no, I would say. It just like does not help the situation. Okay. And then I would suggest getting some new clothes. So get whatever feels comfortable, but Throughout this recovery process, you likely are going to gain some weight, especially if you are underweight and you've been restricting your food intake or unintentionally under eating for a really long time. You're probably a little bit underweight, if not a lot underweight like I was. So I would definitely suggest grabbing yourself some comfortable clothes. Maybe you have a husband or a boyfriend that is bigger than you. Unlike me, Scott is not that much bigger than me. But if you have a significant other that is a little larger than you, maybe throw on their clothes and they're just like big and loose and they feel good. You want to feel good throughout this process. So in doing that, stop trying to fit into like old jeans or old tight t-shirts that make you feel really uncomfortable. That's not going to do you any favors. So I went out and bought myself a pair of jeans. If you are Canadian, yoga jeans are incredible. They are my favorite jeans. This is not an ad. (laughs) I am not sponsored by yoga jeans, but definitely check out yoga jeans if you're in Canada. My friends in the States have no idea what yoga jeans are, so we are very lucky Canadians. Um, But if you are in the States and you have access to yoga jeans, by all means, um, grab yourself some. Those are the jeans that I wear all the time. If you ever see me wearing jeans, I am wearing yoga jeans. They're so comfortable, but just like get yourself some clothes that feel good. Definitely do that. And then I want to talk about like body hate, body positivity, and something awesome that I discovered throughout this journey called body neutrality. So I always thought that either we had to like legit hate our bodies and constantly be working to change our bodies or like be so in love with how we looked and just be so body positive and blah, blah, blah. But throughout this journey, I really discovered this thing called body neutrality. And yes, obviously, I know that it was a thing before I discovered it, but I seriously had no idea that you could just be like, meh about your body, right? You could just be like, huh, 
yeah, I have a body and like, I don't like hate it, but I also don't really like love how I look right now. When I was first starting to gain those 30 pounds and my weight, I know I mentioned this in previous episodes, but by like December, January, my weight really like evened out and I've been at the same weight since then. And once I got to this point where I am right now, where my body's seems to like sitting at seeing as how I got a period and I'm getting signs that things are balanced and I'm gonna get my other one but when I got to this place I really like started feeling like okay I definitely don't hate my body like I was actually loving feeling softer and I just felt like I was a good size, like I felt healthy, but I also didn't like look in the mirror and think, damn, I love how I looked. So I wasn't on either end of the spectrum. I didn't hate my body and I also didn't feel super, super confident in my body. I found this place called Body Neutrality And it feels really awesome to be there. So I just wanted to throw that out there for any of you who are gaining weight and are like feeling really weird in your body. Know that that's okay. Like know that you actually don't have to love how your body looks and you can just be okay with it. That was like revolutionary for me. And then finally, let's talk about the deeper stuff. So I had to start making peace with parts of my body. So I'm pretty cool with all the parts of my body except my lower belly, that little squish that flops over my jeans when I'm not wearing like high-waisted jeans (laughs) or you know those um, leggings that are real high-waisted gosh I love those things but if something's like lower-waisted and my gush falls over it I'm a little uncomfortable and I've always been that way so I had to like really dive into that and see like, okay, why am I so uncomfortable? And my certification in being a spiritual coach really helped me with this. It allowed me to go into my past and really like go into moments that I experienced that would have caused me to feel this negative or this uncomfortable emotion. And so I would have gone back into those pockets within my life and did self-healing there. So that's another reason why I would suggest you working with someone that can help you go deeper. Because if you're feeling uncomfortable with the weight gain, there's a deeper reason as to like why you're feeling uncomfortable with that weight gain. There's a deeper reason that we feel uncomfortable with weight gain than just simply 
diet culture. And I really wanted to wrap up this show with telling you that that should be a priority of yours to really explore those places within you so you can learn more about yourself and that you can actually like change these thought patterns that you have about yourself. There's things within you that are like so deeply rooted and I don't know them. I'm not working with you. So I can't get super specific within this podcast, but we have to go back. We have to get deep and we have to heal those deep wounds in order for us to be able to accept who we are right now and really come to this place of compassion, love, self-acceptance, and those things that I'm feeling ever since I did that really important work. So for me personally, um, as I mentioned, I had a really, really negative relationship with that, my stomach, my stomach area. And I went back and thought of all the times where I would have been triggered to develop this horrible relationship with my body and that area specifically of my body. And I started to reprogram those beliefs and start really like actually appreciating that part of myself. Um, Part of that, like I said, was going back and healing those old wounds within me, but also just spending time with that part of me. So in the past, I actually never used to be able to touch my stomach. It would, it felt like another part of me. It, you know, how we have like two legs and imagine if you had a third leg, like how weird would it be to touch that third leg? And that's kind of how my stomach felt to me. Like it felt like another part of like something else that wasn't part of me. So I started spending time with my stomach and just like giving her like a little, like, you know, like a, a gentle rub and loving touch. Loving touch is so important. So if you're not doing that already, I would definitely integrate that into your self-healing practice for sure. And then finally, just challenging your beliefs overall and really allowing yourself to shut off all of the messages from the outer world and really tapping into what you truly think about yourself. Because like I said, I had such a horrible relationship with my stomach area, my lower belly. And then once I started to get really present with myself and look at myself in the mirror without like judgment without criticism and without all of the other messages that I took on from the outer world. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I actually don't think anything bad about myself. But then when I start thinking about, oh, like I should be leaner or, oh, you know, so-and-so has such nice 
like such a nice tight tummy. Like when I start allowing my mind to wander, when I start allowing myself to think about all of those other outer messages, that's when I start like picking myself apart. But if I actually didn't know those things, like if diet culture did not teach me to hate my stomach, I actually wouldn't hate my stomach because I look at myself in the mirror and like, I really don't think like, I don't think anything negative of it, but I started to hate that part of my body because I was like told to hate it. So I would suggest to you that you begin seeing what you actually think about your body, start creating space for yourself to actually understand how you feel about your body and go from there. Close off that outside noise and just let yourself be present with you. And I'm sure that you will find so many treasures and so many truths that you didn't even know existed because I know that was the case for me. It was really, really cool for me when I had this realization recently, actually, and I chatted about it in a post on Instagram, a recent post that I did last week. I'm If you want to check it out, I'm like standing in a mirror and I talk, took a picture of myself. So if you want to check that out, head over to my Instagram. But I talk about this, that like I had this realization that I actually didn't hate my body or my stomach. It was just because diet culture told me to. So whenever I am having a challenging body image day, I take a step back and I'm like, oh, wait, I actually don't hate my body. I'm just getting like messed up and mixed up with what diet culture is telling me to believe. And I need to get back inside of my own head and tune out the external noise. And that has been such a huge piece to accepting my body as it is right now. So ladies, I really hope that this episode has helped you. I obviously could add so many more tips and tools, especially when it comes to self-acceptance and body acceptance. But truly, if you have not like gone through my previous podcast episodes, I would do so. I've interviewed so many women who have talked about their HA recovery journey or even their eating disorder recovery journey. It seems to be a really frequent um, topic on this podcast just because that is my background. And I know that so many of you are moving through those times in your life right now. And I want to make this podcast as relevant for you as possible. So that's why I am sitting down in London, Ontario right now with my microphone at my friend's kitchen table 
while she is at work and recording this episode for you because I kid you not, every single time I log on Instagram, I have all of these questions. How do you accept the fact that you need to eat more or how do I deal with all of this negative body image? So I really hope that this podcast episode helped you out there and I'm sending you all of my love and you will get your period back. Remember the very, like that week that I got my period back, I had two really special ladies in my life tell me, Meg, you're going to get your period back. And I think that's really huge for actually getting it back. So this is kind of changing the conversation now um, from body image and calories to actually getting your period back. And I talk about this more in my past two episodes was truly believing that my period was going to come back. So anyways, that's the last little nugget that I am going to leave you with is to truly believe that your period is going to come back, that your body is healthy, that your body is resilient, and your body wants to always be healthy. So we really just need to treat our bodies with love and just surrender. Like how good would it feel if you just stopped fighting your body? I feel like that would feel really good, don't you? I think so. So go on, my loves, and nourish your body. Listen to it. If it's tired, let it rest. If you feel like being out in nature, go out for a little walk and move your body in a way that really feels good and nurtures your health right now. Okay, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you loved the show, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. But be sure to tag me or else I won't see it. So tag me at I am Meg Doll, and then I will repost it for you. Oh,